Sam Gum was once just a dream. He says he loves you. He says it with meat. He comes to buy a meat wreath. And he makes a cider out of beef. He's thinking about his meat cape. He says he's waiting for that garbage ape. The meat fairy's coming along. So Heathcliff, won't you play your meat song? Whoa. Welcome, MeatCast. I'm Nick, joined as always by Kyle. Kyle, how you doing? I'm doing really great, Nick. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Are you doing so great because you uh, just got back from a, a fabulous vacation? Yeah, buddy. I'm charged up from the beautiful Los Angeles sun. It was, it was, I missed all the bad weather. You know, it was a little chilly, but, you know. A, a nice crisp 60 degrees during the day. Oh, it was great. Now, I had yeah. a wonderful time. Would you, I've heard it called Holly weird. Would you say that's an accurate description? Uh, yeah, I okay. definitely say it's still safe to call it Holly weird. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That was my, yeah. that was my Borat. It probably fits right in there. <laughs> You probably ran into Borat. He's an LA I did. Guy now. I did. I did. I ran into so many celebs <laughs> while I was out there. Did you have any and celebrity I, sightings? No, not actually. The closest I got, well, I mean, I guess I saw uh, an ass cat at UCB and I saw Bobby Moynihan perform, but that's just, you know, it's a comedy guy. It doesn't really feel like I saw an actual celebrity. No, if you see someone on stage, I don't consider that a celebrity sighting. <laughs> yeah, no. Out in the world, I didn't see anybody except. On the last day I was there, I did take the Warner Brothers uh, studio tour, uh, and uh, the people I was, tra- was traveling with, uh, they had a family member who works there, and she, we did the tour, like the official tour, and then she met us and drove us around on her golf cart to like, you know, spots that they don't take you on the tour, Ooh. and we drove by the New Line Cinema offices, and... In the window of the offices, they have the, the Ninja Turtles. The no, that would be great, <laughs> but they don't. They were the, on that, that first movie was a New Line movie, right? It was yes. Okay, they so did have. So you can't say I was wrong. <laughs> no, I can't say that. Okay, <laughs> I mean they weren't they they weren't visible. We didn't go in the office. They could have been there. They could have been in the break room. I don't know, but we didn't see them from the outside. But what we did see from the outside. Was, Shredder. No, it wasn't Shredder, Nick. Come on. he's It's basically the same thing as saying the Ninja Turtles. Oh, that's not... I mean, they're two sides of the same coin. They're two sides of the same coin. But no, we didn't see the big metal boy himself. But what we did see was the one and only Annabelle the Doll from the oh, cool. horror films, <laughs> the Conjuring and the Annabelle series. Was uh, it? Lo- I hope they locked that thing up. No, it wasn't locked. It was just sitting in the window. Oh I could have, God. I could have busted that window open and taken well, her. The scary thing the is, she could have busted that window open and taken you. Well, that's true. Well, the to, good news is, I kept my eyes on her. She can't move while you're looking at her. You know. Oh, is that true? I mean, She's like one of those. Ghosts I don't know if that's Mario. true. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> but but I, the, I so I went into like the the prop storage there and got to see a bunch of cool stuff. And every time you would see something that you recognize. I'd be like, this can't be like the real one of these, you know, this is, this is surely some kind of replica. And you're like, no, wait, I'm in, I'm at Warner Brothers. Like, it, 
it's at least one of the i mean i'm sure there wasn't just one annabelle doll but it's like one of them they used you know did you see like a uh, Raphael sigh you know or- shockingly no ninja turtles <laughs> mentions at all anywhere wow. on the tour that's the main you know thing what i think of did- when i think of new line cinema <laughs> you know what they did you're really focused on the new line office which was really just <laughs> one small portion of the unofficial tour we got on the official tour there was so much so the funniest part to me personally was we drove by you know this something on the back lot you know just a the suburban area i think it was just something that looks like a front of a suburban house and the tour guide was like you may recognize this this was uh, used in the film casablanca it was uh, in the scene where they find out that the nazis have invaded france a classic scene uh you may also recognize it from young sheldon <laughs> <laughs> wait what was it <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was just some was house. A set? So it, okay. Yeah. It was just a set. It was like on the back lot, you know, they just <laughs> use, but it really was instructive how far Warner brothers has fallen <laughs> that, uh, there was so much young Sheldon content on the tour. I mean, they were just like, and this was from young Sheldon and this young Sheldon and friends were the two things. Young Sheldon and friends. Is that like, a spinoff of young Sheldon? I mean, I'm sure if David Zaslav has his way, there will soon be a Young Sheldon and Friends <laughs> where Young Sheldon becomes friends with young versions of all of the friends. Did I tell you about my pitch for uh, a sequel to Grown Ups called uh, Grown Ups Babies? I guess it would be a prequel <laughs> to Grown Ups. <laughs> it's like the Grown Ups, but when they were babies. <laughs> do the, do the Grown Ups have distinct enough personalities that you could you can make babies versions of them and they'd be distinguishable from each other. I I haven't seen the film, but I assume they do. I mean, you got <laughs> Kevin James, Adam Sandler. I guess so. Yeah, Shaq isn't Shaq in there? Is he one of the grown-ups though, I or is he just does he just show up in grown-ups? I know he throws somebody over something or something like that. <laughs> anyway, we should get into this week in Heathcliff. We should. This week on Heathcliff. And Kyle, perhaps some of these Heathcliff comic strips will inspire stories of your recent trip to uh, Lipstick City. And you can uh, regale us with those stories. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, so we have February 9th. Uh, we have Heathcliff. Heathcliff's, I guess, just a woman. It doesn't look like Grandma Nutmeg, but it's a blonde woman with a Heathcliff on a on her chest and a baby Bjorn. She's talking to another blonde woman with a baby and a baby Bjorn, and uh, the woman with Heathcliff is saying, "We're cat people." I, I mean, I, you know, I like it. I am curious what who this woman is. Yeah, um, <laughs> I guess it's supposed to be Grandma Nutmeg, and maybe they just chose the colorist maybe uh this is effed up big time maybe this is grandma nutmeg uh babies oh yeah it's a younger version of grandma nutmeg or maybe she dyed her hair maybe grandpa maybe she wanted to spark you know love week is coming up the the the, uh no spoilers but uh we're gonna see a bunch of valentine's day strips maybe uh grandma nutmeg wanted to uh spice up the bedroom that That is true dye my hair 
he is yeah. cheating on her, and so she may <laughs> feel the need to uh, recapture his affections in some way, rekindle an older flame that they had. But she doesn't need to do that, you know? <laughs> it's not her. He, he's the one who needs to shape up or ship out. I, have you ever worn a pet in a baby born like this? I have not. No. Have you? Yeah, I, I had one for my dog, Lenny, that uh, we tried out for a little bit. And she didn't seem to like it much, but I have a picture of myself <laughs> with Lenny and my baby Bjorn. Let's see if I maybe if I search for Bjorn and my. Um, it always feels nope. like it's much more for the the person than the animal. You know, yes. they don't seem to really love it. Like putting clothes on your animal, they're not really fond of that. That's true, but also at the same time, my dog uh, hates hates it when she's not around humans so mm-hmm. it made some sense but i can't find the picture as an adorable picture well, my dog and i both look cute as buttons can't show this picture on the podcast yes <laughs> <laughs> but i wish it worked out because it would be great to carry a dog like that it'd be so fun <laughs> I'm sure she. They made the, the right. cats for cats. It's more often you see the bubble backpack, right? Um, <laughs> well, if you're watching Argyle, the film Argyle. <laughs> if you went to a movie and sat through the trailers for the last year, then there's a good chance. Yeah, you, you saw a lot of cats and bubble packs. I don't know if I've ever Nick, seen one of them before that though. Well, apparently Taylor Swift was famous for having been pictured wearing a, a, a cat bubble backpack okay. with her cat in it. And I actually just found out. So, you know, the marketing thing on Argyle is like, who's the real agent Argyle? You know, it's yeah. a big, big twist in the movie. And there's a lot of these Taylor Swift fans who thought it was going to be Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, one of the main reasons being that the cat. The, there's the cat bubble backpack and they in their minds that is almost exclusively a taylor swift <laughs> thing so they thought that she was going to be the real agent argyle there are all there are a lot of like taylor swift conspiracy theories or maybe just theories right like i think conspiracy theories yeah i think you can safely call them conspiracy <laughs> theories there it i mean it, it it's more it's even more than that it's just straight up like numerology it's straight up like <laughs> you know some kind of divination uh, being attempted. I guess it's be- better that they do that than come up with theories about uh, anti-Semitism or something. Yeah, I mean, certainly it's a more pro- it's a, it well not more productive. It's a healthier uh, way to engage in conspirat- conspiratorial thinking than like QAnon, you know. Yeah. But uh, not much, not not much healthier. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to now. Did this inspire any LA stories? It doesn't. Have uh, to. It did not. Okay. All right, let's move and, on. To- and and I am glad that you're going to be checking in with me <laughs> yes. about that after every one of these comments. I do love that. <laughs> All right, let's look at February 10th. So Heathcliff and I think we can safely call this Grandma Nutmeg, even though she does have blonde hair. But Heathcliff is sitting on Grandma Nutmeg's lap, and they're watching. A flat screen TV. Interesting to see a flat screen TV in the uh, Heathcliff world. You'd expect like a big CRT. But, Not uh, plugged into any power. No, that's true. Maybe it's a wireless flat screen. <laughs> and but there, are, but there are cables coming out of the flat screen and into the entertainment center that it's sitting on top of. Mm-hmm. 
So it is plugged into it a is cable box something, or something. Yeah, to, to some sort of image outputting device. But the TV, from the TV, there's a bunch of meows and uh, symbols uh, coming out of it. So the TV is making meow noises. And Heathcliff is cracking up. He's laughing so much. He's, his tears are coming out of, out of his eyes. And, uh, <laughs> and Grandma and Omega saying, I don't care for that language. So there's, the cats are swearing, I guess. They're meow, the meows are swears. And Grandma and yeah. Omega knows that. He's watching cat HBO. <laughs> Uh, or they're allowed to really let the let the cusses fly. Yeah. Um. This is this this doesn't inspire a story. It just <laughs> reminds me that I I got to see Pulp Fiction in uh, at a midnight screening in L.A. at the oh, New Beverly, which was at really the New That's Tarantino's theater, right? Yes. Yeah. So they showed it on film. It's like his personal thirty-five millimeter print. They said, which is like, what? I don't care. You know, it's here. You know, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's cool, but he probably has multiple of them. You know, I can't imagine he just got one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was fun. Still holds uh, up. It it holds up. It holds up. It's still uh, very fun. Where would you r- rank it in in the Tarantino movies? He's got nine now. That's a really great, really great question, uh, <laughs> Nick. For me, it's um, like probably two, one or two. I would think. Oh, uh, I don't know if I can put it one or two. Uh, I think one is probably Inglorious Bastards. Wow! Right for me, one is Once Upon a Time. Probably Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, Once Upon a Time is pretty good, but I only saw it the once, so mm-hmm. I don't know if I can I can rank it that high based on just one viewing. But Pulp Fiction would probably be, I mean it would certainly be top five. At, oh, I would at, hope at so mo- at the most. You know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could say with any certainty. The only other one I might put ahead of is Jackie Brown. But I was going to say, I uh, so we, we watched Pulp Fiction and then that sort of inspired us to, at our Airbnb, watch, watch Jackie Brown another night. And man, Jackie Brown, what a movie. Yeah. I mean, it's really good. What a picture. It's the most, it, what a picture. It's just, it's the best, I think, like, relationship like human relationship that tarantino has in his maybe maybe not once upon a time in hollywood i think that you know the relationship between dicaprio and brad pitt's character is really good um but uh yeah max cherry and jackie brown all those scenes are just like man this is unbelievable this is great the only adaptation he's done right and i think that yeah yeah probably, the only probably adaptation. speaks to it i probably yeah. should should have done that more often maybe well um, we love all his movies we love we love his movies we love his movies but it would you know maybe it might be nice to uh i mean it would have been cool if he just adapted every speed. uh every uh elmore leonard novel there was i've been i've been fine with that i would not complain about that all right let's move and it i think that one did it i would say that inspired this comic inspired an la story yeah, yeah, it was just jumping off point. Got us talking about QT. Okay, well, let's everyone's go. favorite motormouthed Hollywood director. Well, I don't know about everyone's. But you also got uh, Martin Scorsese. Oh yeah, I guess they do have a similar. I never, I never thought about the fact that people people call Tarantino a Scorsese ripoff, but also he sounds like him. <laughs> yeah, <it's- laughs> 
He does. I, I never realized he did sound like I, I knew they, they were both motor mouths, but I, but I never realized, yeah, he does kind of sound like him, too. He sounds like him. They both have motor mouths. They both are like, uh, you know, we'll talk. Well, they love talking about some obscure movie you never heard of. <laughs> you know, they both have movie store employee mindset. Um, yeah, he, he, he ripped off his whole flow, his whole style. Yeah. Wow. I never realized that. All right. February 12th. This is the Valentine's Day. The beginning of the... I, I think this is... So I heard this was a rerun. But uh, we have... It's a nighttime. Heathcliff is hugging a garbage can. Why is he hugging a garbage can? Well, that's actually not too strange, Heathcliff. But he does have hearts coming above his head and a heart-shaped arrow right in his backside. And Sonia is looking on, confused. And meanwhile, up in the air, uh, a, a Cupid is flying around, carrying a bow and arrow talking a to cupid. a cupid talking to an owl and the cupid is saying something went wrong so we think <laughs> we can only presume that the cupid meant to make heathcliff fall in love with sonia but instead of heathcliff fall in love with the trash can yeah this is this is interesting because you know what what remind me of the cupid uh mechanics here the rules of the cupid universe is it he shoots you with the arrow whatever you're looking at at the time the arrow hits you you fall in love with is that sort of that's my understanding yeah for comedic reasons that is typically which leads to a ton of classic um you know comedies of errors yes uh, pepe Le Pew falling in love with cat usually a know, cat it's usually a cat although i guess that that's is not usually cupid inside. maybe that that's might not been, cupid related that that's <laughs> that's not cupid related that's walking under a white paintbrush <laughs> yes related <laughs> They have a lot in common, white paint brushes and Cupid's arrow. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, something went wrong. I know it went wrong. Well, you did it wrong. This is this feels like <laughs> Cupid trying to pass the buck. It's pass the buck. It's a yeah. lot. It's a lot for Cupid to be responsible for, though. Not just to hit his target with his arrow, but also to hit his target at the exact right time. Yeah. Hope hoping that the. Uh, his targets takes a look at the exact right person. Yeah, or, or trying to catch them in a, in a in a in a stare or something, and hoping that there's not some guy across the street going like, "Hey, Heathcliff!" Right at the moment that he shoots the arrow, you know. Do you think if Heathcliff, or do you think if Cupid shot the arrow, and it hit this person in in a vulnerable spot, do you think it could kill? Could it kill? Could he? Could Cupid kill a man with with an arrow? I mean, I, yeah. I mean, presumably these are sharp pointed, sharp sharp tipped hearts. You know, wow. presumably. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so he's also got to keep that in mind. He's got to shoot to wound, not to kill. Yeah, he's got to he's got to not pull back on that drawstring as hard. He wants to lightly lob that arrow at his target, or just aim it's for be uh, enough- like aim for the arm or something. Yeah, and you can't. You don't want it to bounce off, right? No. It's got to. Presumably, it's got to embed itself in the subject a little bit. But you pull too hard on that bow, and he's a mythical creature. I'm presuming his strength is greater than ours. Uh, he's a little baby, though. He is a little baby, so maybe it evens <laughs> out. All right, let's move on. No LA stories for that one. Let's move on to February thirteenth. <laughs> Um, so two mice are standing outside of a mouse hole. One of them has a little bow in her heads and, and she's wearing pearls. So it's a woman. 
and they're looking at a mousetrap with a heart-shaped block of, of Swiss cheese. And uh, Heathcliff is looking on uh, with eyes closed and kind of a satisfied <laughs> look. And the, the woman mouse is saying, how sweet, it's heart-shaped. So presumably Heathcliff left this heart-shaped cheese, not the man mouse. So kind of, Heathcliff is kind of looking out for, for his mouse bro. Well, is he? He put it in a mousetrap. <laughs> That's I true. mean, I, I don't know how much he's looking out for him. He's trying to kill him. He's trying to snap their necks. But maybe he thinks this this uh, this male this man mouse is going to get his dick wet before he goes. <laughs> Whoa, Nick! What? Hey, what? He is <laughs> Nick. Come on! You don't think so? I, look, I wouldn't put it in those terms. Okay. I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I talk about a little mouse stick. <laughs> He's going to get it wet. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> uh, you said Heathcliff looked satisfied, but I don't know if I would call this look satisfied. What do you At think it most, is? I would say bemused. I mean, he's got kind of a, his eyes are narrowed. He's kind of like, it's almost like he's looking like, I wonder what's going to happen here. That's, that's true. That could be it. You know? Yeah. He's he's got no, his mouth is not drawn here. So he's kind of tight lipped. But so you think Heathcliff put the the heart shaped cheese here just to get, increase his odds of a kill. I can't, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm not even certain Heathcliff put it here. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I it mean, could he, Heathcliff could have just stumbled could've upon this it. scene and said like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> Let me stick around. I guess it's possible that the man mouse like chewed a little heart out of a block of cheese that was already there. Just that is true, but I think that if that were the case, he would look a little bit more self-satisfied than he looks right now. That's right now, true. he looks—he's got the kind of look of like, it's—it's it's pretty blank. It's—it it's, is it's kind of like, like, huh? I guess I'll roll with this. That kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Yeah. Oh, I forget. He looks like he forgot it was Valentine's Day. Yes. Classic. And he's contemplating whether to take credit for chewing the cheese into a heart shape. Well, no L.A. stories inspired there. Let's move on to February 14th. (laughs) We're at the meat store. The meat store has a sign that says, Say it with meat, and two hearts on the sign. And Heathcliff is escorting Sonia out of the store. Heathcliff looks very satisfied here. I think we can both agree on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sonia looks Looks like he's going to get his dick wet. (laughs) Yes, his little little Heathcliff dick. Sonia looks very happy. She's she's wide-eyed. There's hearts surrounding her head. And uh, she's carrying a bouquet of, of ham. And uh, the, 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 the man at the meat counter is saying, Happy Valentine's Day. I mean, this is great. This, yes. is, this is what you want out of a Heathcliff Valentine comic, I yes, think. Yes, yes, yes. Say it with meat. Presumably, we've heard that before, given that it is in our theme song. I can't imagine that our friend Louis Zong made up the phrase, Say it with meat. I'm sure he was pulling it from a previous comic. Oh, I didn't even realize that was part of the theme song. He right? He, he says you. he loves you. He says it with me. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm presuming. And oh, look the the see the copyright on the creator syndicate says 2020. Okay, so this is also a rerun. Yeah. Um. 
but I, it's great. I, I love it. I bet yesterday's or the the one we just looked at from the thirteenth is probably a rerun too. Nick, do you have any? Uh, how are you gift giving? Do you have any uh, stories about uh, giving a gal a Valentine's gift where you thought you really you really nailed it, you really crushed it? Huh. I don't know. Okay. No. <laughs> Definitely not crushed it. I can't remember like really crushing it. Are you, do you consider yourself a good gift giver? Have we talked about this? <laughs> I don't know. I do consider myself a good gift giver. Mm. But I can't remember any specific Valentine's Day gifts. Um, yeah. I, do, I don't consider myself a good gift giver. I, I, I do feel like I have the right the right stuff to be a good gift giver but mm. i get too i want to do such a good job that i will i will freeze and i won't give the gift you know i'll i'll have like a good idea but i'll second guess it i'll go like is this enough or is this too much sometimes maybe you know do you ever do you uh, have one where you uh you really screwed it up um i wouldn't say uh, okay the first thing that pops in my head i wouldn't say i screwed this up I would say it was it was very funny gift, but I was talking to a lady. We weren't really dating. It was kind of that thing where, you know, we were just, just we were talking a lot. It was early pandemic days too, so you know, kind of a strange time. But uh, her birthday was 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 uh, coming up, and um, and I thought, well, we're not, we're definitely not in a place where I, I should like get her a gift, but might be fun to do like a little gesture or something to say happy birthday. So this was in March, I believe, if I remember right. And uh, there was a, a guy on Cameo who was doing free cameos as Santa Claus oh. <laughs> because it was March. So he was just, <laughs> you know. Trying to build up his base. <laughs> trying to build up his base, I guess. And so I thought, oh, this is great. It's free. It's really stupid. I'll get her a cameo from this guy. <laughs> Just saying, like, ho, 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 Merry Christmas and Happy Birthday in March. I thought that was really funny. And then I sent it to her, and she was like, what is this? <laughs> why, why would you? She was like, it's not It's not Christmas. Why would you send me that? <laughs> wow, well. Which was really instructive. Yeah. It, 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 you know, I mean, it was like, oh, okay, I see. You, you, don't, you don't really have any sense of humor here. <laughs> Well, a good story, but not an LA story. Let's see if this last not an LA story, unfortunately. <laughs> Let's see if this last last comic strip reminds you of uh, any LA stories. So Heathcliff, this is from February fifteenth today. Heathcliff is carrying a tr- he's carrying he, he's he's walking up the the stoop of uh of Sonia's house, and Sonia's outside greeting him, eyes wide, and she's very happy. And she, Heathcliff is carrying a a garbage can with a little with a, a mound of trash and a little rose planted. It's sticking out of the trash and uh in the window are presumably sonia's owners and one of them is saying how romantic i like this a lot this is really nice this is a, yeah this the, is another this is you, you said the last one was exactly what you want in a in a heathcliff valentine's day i would think this one is still what you want in a heathcliff valentine's day comic yeah this is great is it not? also looks like maybe a rerun copyright 2019 yeah i'm looking it up here i'm seeing the same comic strip from yeah 2019 february 14th um but yeah no i love it i think this is also what you want out of a heathcliff uh valentine's day comic you want trash or ham you want one rose. of the others 
Oh, you were asking me to pick. You're oh, no. very upset. About- <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm saying you want Chad oh, okay. or him. You want one or the other. It sounded like you were confronting me, confronting me like, Kyle, <laughs> trash or ham? Pick one. Pick a side. Um, and if that, and if I did have to choose, I would, I would choose trash. But, uh, no, this is great. I love the image of the single rose in the trash. Good candidate for uh, uh, a. Uh, a very weird Heathcliff tattoo. I think this would be very funny. <laughs> Heathcliff, car- what would it be? Just Heathcliff carrying the the trash can, or the trash can with the rose? It might just be the trash can with the rose and no Heathcliff. In it. I mean, it's an evocative image on its own, and it's meaningful too. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's powerful. Yeah. You know, it's sort of a. I mean, I could see Banksy doing this. Wow, this yeah, is a Banksy true. trash can with a rose. Yeah, yeah. Love blooms from the trashiest of places in it. it. (laughs) Um, yeah. Cool, blimey. (laughs) Uh, unfortunately, no LA stories. Really? This one either. Yeah. Don't really. You know, I had a good time. Uh, it just none of the, none of the stuff was really related to, you know, trash or meat. Or, uh, well, I did go to a nice Korean barbecue place. Uh, okay, that would have been so a good story for the last for the, for the, for the meat one. That might have been, that might have been Too a good pull there. Too bad we moved on to the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. It's too did bad you, what was, what was the, best? the opportunity to tell of our podcast listeners <laughs> about the great Korean barbecue I ate. What was the best restaurant you ate at? Was it that one? I mean, it was probably that. It was probably the Korean barbecue place. Shout out to Parks Barbecue uh, in Koreatown. That was really good. Did you go to In-N-Out? Um, did not go to In-N-Out. We okay. do have those in Austin, Texas. <laughs> I That's did not true. see the need to go to In-N-Out. Um, I tried to go to, I don't think this is on mic, but last week uh, we were talking about the uh, the Tam O'Shanter. Yes. The... Uh, the, uh, the tavern, the Scottish tavern, where uh, Walt Disney and his animators spent a lot of time, and they modeled the Seven Dwarves Cottage off of the place. Yes, uh, I went there. Uh, we 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 were going to go there for lunch. We got there, and there's a big sign on the door that says the kitchen's closed at so oh, five no. p.m. So oh. we did stay. We had a beer there, you know, uh, but it was very strange. It was like you know eleven thirty a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Just we're having a beer. The bartender showed us the table where Walt Disney sat. Oh. And you couldn't really... They have a little plaque there for it. You couldn't really see any of the drawings that he made. Like, he was <laughs> pointing at the table going, like, you can kind of see here. There's a little little drawing, a little dinosaur or whatever. And we were like, oh, yeah, really cool. I didn't see a <laughs> goddamn thing. I didn't see a single thing. Okay. Uh, but, you know, yeah, that was a cool-looking place. All right. Well, that's another good, great L.A. story. Um, <laughs> not inspired by a comic, but, no, uh, no. you know, some, some of these comics reminded me of the movie LA story because it was oh, yeah. <laughs> about a romance. Yeah, Sure. <laughs> so there's that. What, Nick, what's your favorite LA movie? Oh man. I mean, so many movies are set in Los Angeles. I know, but, 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 you know, something that, that, that's, that's very LA, you know, something that, that, that feels like it is, it could only be the city of Los Angeles where it takes place. And I, so I'm looking it up and I'm loving so many of these, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, we already mentioned LA confidential Chinatown, the long goodbye. Those are all great. 
Chinatown probably got to be a top candidate just because it's it's also like about how LA became LA. You know? Yeah, I mean, so is LA Confidential. LA Confidential is kind of about that. Too. I feel like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood also kind of, at least about how the film industry became mm-hmm. or, or yeah. kind of changed at certain points in time. And uh, Big Lebowski, I also love. That's yeah. That's more of like a uh, the Valley movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the it's like the best movie about the Valley. I feel like. Sunset Boulevard. Uh, Can't go wrong with Sunset Boulevard. I've never seen Sunset Boulevard. Oh, that's a great one. You know what? I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this right now, and I know you're not gonna agree with me. I really like La La Land. A oh lot. no, I love La La it's Land. Not, oh, I thought you I thought you were not a musical guy. I'm usually not, but I actually I actually can enjoy movie musicals much more than stage musicals. Hmm. But I, I do uh, like La La Land quite a bit. For for our listeners, I I went to see Mean Girls with Nick uh, a few weeks ago, and his uh, primary comment coming out of it was, uh, "Don't you think that would be better without the songs?" And we knew. I guess we know that it, it would be because we, the original we was. We do better. know that we that is technically correct. Uh, <laughs> but it was not my main takeaway from. They would just kind of do all these songs, and it was like, okay, we're going to stop with the movie and the jokes for. A couple minutes. <laughs> All these people sing <laughs> and express and their feelings. And danced. They sang and danced. Uh, joke. They were mostly jokeless songs. I felt like maybe if the songs were funny, they maybe get Weird Al and write some of these songs, the Sloppy Boys or something. Then, maybe, um, then maybe have a musical. So you were you were hoping for more of a sort of gimmicky uh, <laughs> joke joke tunes. Well, yeah. or just uh, jokes in the songs, and I the, some of them had jokes in them. But, uh, get that get the, why don't they get that guy that get that did uh hello mutta hello fada oh alan sherman to do some <laughs> songs for this movie. i mean that'd probably be better <laughs> i i somebody suggested to me i was talking with a friend about you know creative projects stuff i want to work on and uh you know i've been really wanting to to write a musical and this friend was like why don't you write a Heathcliff musical? Oh, interesting. And I went, whoa. <laughs> I don't hate that idea. That was an accident. <laughs> 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 but it, it, it was kind of a big... Uh, a dramatic sting? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you? Well, I thought about it, and it's it sort of... It's perhaps the worst possible pick for ip to write a musical based on because you kind of need like big emotions and (laughs) feelings and stuff and i would not i obviously love heathcliff i would not describe this comic as having uh big emotions or, or or big feelings you know that's true so you got Heath, Heathcliff's got to have a, a a want, or all all the songs have to have a central want, something driving them, you know. And what, it's hard. We're just gonna write, you know, ten songs about how much he wants garbage. Some of them about ham. Some of them about ham. True. And some Sonia. Them, some could be about Sonia. So we've got three songs there. <laughs> I mean, it would have to be like Heathcliff gets kidnapped or something. I don't know. It'd probably suck. <laughs> Heathcliff gets kidnapped. <laughs> you're you're proposing that I take the plot of Baby's Day out uh, and make it about Heathcliff. 
I bet I bet the I mean the good thing about Heathcliff is I bet you could get uh permission to use the IP. Yeah, po- possibly. Possibly we can have that conversation, you know. I'll think on it. Uh I'll I'll take it. I mean there is famously a Peanuts musical. Yes, but the Peanuts talk, Heathcliff doesn't talk. Which is a- the Peanuts talk, yes. Uh and already had a clear association with music. Mm, yeah uh in their work well so does i mean heathcliff does have a famous song that's true does that get the juices going at all that's kind of working. I mean, so it's what it says to me is that I should start thinking about it in terms of like a Billy Joel moving out style, oh, you know, yeah. this sort of this that has sort of an uptown girl feel to it. You know, the Heathcliff song. Yeah. Um, and also that every song should have just as many cartoon <laughs> noises as I could fit into it. Just bonks and clangs. All right. Well. Hopefully, the Heathcliff musical is coming, but until then, and until next time, that bothers me.